Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. I'm continuing the conversation around the mother wound. And this week I said I would look at, talk about how the relationships that we have with our mother, how they impact us relationally, how they impact how we do relationship, how we show up in relationships. And as, as you listen to this, whether or not you are married, whether or not you're in a committed relationship, um, it can also apply to friendships, how you do friendships and how you do relationships with your children. The kind of person that you are that is available for connection, that you can respond to connect cues for connection from your children or from the people that are in your life and whether or not you give any cues for connection and how you give cues for connection. Sometimes we give, we give cues for connection in ways that are destructive and damaging uh, and harmful. Sometimes we do it through anger as opposed to through softness or asking for what we need. So this today is one, one of the number one traits that women who uh, have dismissive mothers have. That's a long, long one. The number one trait, number one trait. And the number one trait is being passive because the messaging is don't get angry because being angry would put you in the spotlight in a way that was harmful to you. So you learn how to be sweet and agreeable and because sweet and agreeable while it didn't get you love and affection it also didn't get you harshness and and perhaps physical punishment it also it it kind of keep you below the radar sweet and agreeable and as you grew up you learned how to be sweet and agreeable you learn how to be agreeable to everybody so that morphed into people pleasing you learn how to ignore feelings and needs that you have because your mother never responded to your feelings and needs. And so you learn how to be passive. Nobody is passive. We all have needs, feelings, uh, and opinions that we need to express. And while doing that is a way of coping that reduces anxiety and it helps you to in the moment to take the pressure off and it feels that there's a there's a kind of release that happens because the pressure is taken off but in the long term in the long term it really damages your sense of self because when we are passive there's somebody else that's leading us and so you lose your voice you lose you lose your that ability that wasn't nurtured in the beginning for you to be able to express how you feel gets further further silence as you grow older and you continue to be sweet and agreeable because that's that's the pattern that you know and so in a in a relationship this trait in a relationship can really make you vulnerable to abuse and this is not the only thing that makes people vulnerable to abuse. And when I say abuse, I don't only mean in a romantic relationship. I mean, in friendships where people take advantage of you, in, in, even in your family where they take advantage of you, where, they are, where the more dominant characters and personalities will operate in that space and you're taken advantage of because your sweet and agreeable nature makes people feel, it comes across as a weakness and people who are who are uh, manipulators and controllers will exploit that sweet and agreeable nature. And you, because of what you learned early in life, might feel like they like you or you are, there, there's something happening here on your behalf, but it's not so. 
It's because of that they're, they're manipulating and taking a control. So the opposite to that is to be assertive. We don't want to be passive. We want to be assertive. We want to be able to get angry if that's the, if that's the right emotion at the time. Of course, we get angry, but you know, anger doesn't mean that you break things. Anger might mean you feel the fire in your belly and you're speaking from that place because you are advocating on your behalf. So anger could make you advocate for yourself and advocate for other people. Now, you might not know what healthy anger looks like because what ha often happens is a mother that's also dismissive sometimes is also angry and, and don't have uh, control of her emotions. They might not display a full range of emotions. So you might move from dismissive shutdown to blazing mad. And so that's also what taught you how to not get angry, but to be sweet and agreeable because you might have purpose that you never want to do that. And so learning, learning and exploring a full range of emotions help you to learn how to manage your anger, how to be able to, to manage your anger in a way that it's not used in a destructive way, but it's used in a way that helps you and help your, help your, the people that are around you. Sometimes people use this in a job. Sometimes you're able to, to do it in your relationships where you're putting boundaries in place really quickly and you can maintain them. Now, it's really important to note that sometimes we can't do this kind of work on our own. This kind of work sometimes don't happen with our, with our, with our journal and a pen and, and a good book. You might need a, a group. You might need therapy. You might need something else that can help you to do this. And I want to add a little um, something here because there's another layer to this, this trait of somebody who grew up with a dismissive mother and it's the Christian woman. And most of you that listen are. Um, so if we add the teachings that we have sometimes about denying self, now I, I need to add that not in self-denial in the way that Jesus taught it, but in the way that broken people taught it about denying of self. Because the way the broken people taught, teach it is that we will deny self in such a way that we become passive, that we don't acknowledge our needs, that we don't accept that we have any, that we don't express our opinions, that we don't speak up, that you take whatever is given, that you hold it together. Um, whatever has happened, whatever is going on, hold it together. Just forgive and restore them back to their position in your life. And often people who these are people who carry on this trait of harm in you. So I'm, I'm not talking about the denying of self in that way, because that is, that is not denying of self. That is allowing yourself to be staying in a space where you're suffering harm over and over and over again. And that's not what Jesus taught us because we see his example of setting boundaries. And so we know that it's perfect, perfectly normal and acceptable as Christians to set boundaries, to put boundaries in place, to not to speak up, to have an opinion, to express your opinion, to assert your sense of self, the self that you discover and you will continue to discover in and through him. The one that the self that Jesus died for, that one is important and valuable to him. And so he wants you to speak up. He wants you to know what you need and to be able to express it in a way that is kind, in a way that is that is that that you can be heard. If you don't know how to do that, and it's really important that you learn because the 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 opposite allow people who don't have the they might go to church with you, 
and say they know God with you, but they're also manipulating and controlling you. And as long as you're not able to speak up on your own behalf, when this, when this is not learned, these people are always on the, on the ready, always available to come in and to wreak havoc in your life. And it's really important that your life is protected and boundaried from people who will come and create harm in your life. So here is how it also shows up in adult life, this trait. You excuse harm from others. So as well as maybe there are people who will, will add to it by telling, by, by we're te taught how not to speak up and take, uh, hold it together and to take it and to continue and to restore. But now you excuse harm from others. And you, you've done this because you're learn, you've learned how to do it because you had to, escape, you had to excuse harm from your mom. And so it's really normal for you to excuse harm from others, to call it something else and to not allow yourself to face what it is. Because if you do, then what, what your mind might tell you is that it's too overwhelming and you can't face it. And if you face it, what's going to happen? But of course, none of those things are true. When you find, when you, when you get the courage and the strength to be able to face it, you will find that you're able to, to, to speak up. You're able to advocate for yourself. You're able to set boundaries and you're able to do it with grace and with the type of, um, Christian character and personality that you want to do it with. Another thing that we don't do when, when there is a dismissive trait is we don't, you don't trust your own opinion and judgment. And so you second guess yourself, you check your opinions with other people, you, you, you don't value your own, your own ideas, you don't see them as valued and valuable because of the, the history of being dismissed and, and, all, and all that. So learning how to trust yourself, learning how to trust how you feel, learning how to make decisions that is right for you and feels right for you. And, and it's not feels right only in terms of emotion, but feels right where your body, your nervous system is relaxed and is telling you that it's okay. Because you're learning to hear God in, through that medium as well. So learning how to make decisions that are right for you, that are in line with your values, getting to know yourself so, so well that you will learn and understand what your values are so you can make decisions that honor your values, not honor anybody else, not on anybody else but you, because you have a contact and a communication with God that he can tell you for himself what he wants you to do. Not everybody else around you telling you what, he, what you're supposed to do. So knowing and understanding yourself in such a deep way that you can know that the decisions that you're making are right for you, even if it differs from the decisions that the people around you are making, or even if the people around you don't feel like that's the decision you should be making as long as you're okay with it because you've assessed it, you've done all the process processes, you're not putting yourself in harm's way, you're not going to hurt yourself, so you know that that decision is right for you. So those are some of the ways that, that's one of the traits rather that women with dismissive um, parenting exhibit and it's really important that you, you learn how to move from being passive to assertive so that you can, you can form the, the, the platform for safe, healthy relationships. Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.